Section 65 of Word Portraits of Famous Writers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Spiegel. Word Portraits of Famous Writers, edited by Mabel E. Watton. Thomas Babington Macaulay, 1800 to 1859. From Trevelyan's Life and Letters of Lord Macaulay. Macaulay's outward man was never better described than in two sentences of Praed's introduction to Knight's Quarterly Magazine. There came up a short manly figure, marvellously upright, with a bad neckcloth, and one hand in his waistcoat pocket. Of regular beauty he had little to boast, but in faces where there is an expression of great power, or of great good humour, or both, you do not regret its absence. This picture, in which every touch is correct, tells all that there is to be told. He had a massive head, and features of a powerful and rugged cast, but so constantly lit up by every joyful and ennobling emotion that it mattered little if, when absolutely quiescent, his face was rather homely than handsome. While conversing at table, no one thought him otherwise than good-looking, but, when he rose, he was seen to be short and stout in figure." At Holland House the other day, writes his sister Margaret, in September 1831, Tom met Lady Lyndhurst for the first time. She said to him, Mr. Macaulay, you are so different to what I had expected. I thought you were dark and thin, but you are fair, and, really, Mr. Macaulay, you are fat. He at all times sat and stood straight, full and square, and in this respect Woolner, in the fine statue at Cambridge, has missed what was undoubtedly the most marked fact in his personal appearance. He dressed badly, but not cheaply. His clothes, though ill put on, were good, and his wardrobe was always enormously overstocked. 1822 and 1831. From Crabb Robinson's Diary I went to James Stephen, and drove with him to his house at Hendon, a dinner party, I had a most interesting companion, in young Macaulay, one of the most promising of the rising generation I have seen for a long time. He has a good face, not the delicate features of a man of genius and sensibility, but the strong lines and well-knit limbs of a man sturdy in body and mind, very eloquent and cheerful, overflowing with words, and not poor in thought, liberal in opinion but not radical. He seems a correct as well as a full man. He showed a minute knowledge of subjects not introduced by himself. 1826. From S. C. Hall's Retrospect of a Long Life. I never heard Macaulay speak in the house, where, although by no means an orator, he always made a strong impression. He spoke as he wrote, eloquently, in the choicest diction, smooth, easy, graceful, and ever to the purpose, striving to convince rather than persuade, and grudging no toil of preparation to sustain an argument or enforce a truth. His person was in his favor. In form as in mind he was robust, with a remarkably intelligent expression, aided by deep blue eyes that seemed to sparkle, and a mouth remarkably flexible. His countenance was certainly well calculated to impress on his audience the classical language ever at his command. So faithfully did it mirror the high intelligence of the speaker. I found him, as the world found him, a man of rare intelligence, deep research, and untiring energy in pursuit of facts, also a kind, courteous, and unaffected gentleman. 
his memory is to me one of the pleasantest I can recall. End of section 65